Welcome to See You on the Other Side, where the world of the mysterious collides with the world of entertainment. A discussion of art, music, movies, spirituality, the weird, and self-discovery. And now, your hosts, musicians and entertainers who have their own weakness for the weird, Mike and Wendy from the band Sunspot. 27 years old. What were you doing when you were 27 years old, Wendy? I was having a great year. As I recall, that was an excellent year of my life. Okay. Why? Why, you ask? Yeah, why is why I do I don't ask. remember because... <laughs> <laughs> it was such a great year. Spent most of it at the bottom of a bottle. No, but I do, you know, like, there's certain years where you're like, oh, I remember that was an awesome year. That was one of my favorite years. Like, one of my favorite years was when I was seven. Okay. Because I just remember life being really fun and using my imagination lots and just being really happy and loving school and loving, you know, my friends and family and just things being grand. No, I, I think you're right. Uh, 27 was a, because we are the same age, 27 was a really good year for me too, I remember. Um, i just gotten out of a relationship that was uh, fairly unhealthy. Yes. And starting, you know, starting new there. I had a job where I was making a lot of money, so I was spending money like a madman. Uh, I really wa- it really was spending money like a madman. It's like 401k, that's for old people. Um, <laughs> I just was spending. And, um, and we were doing really good with the band, uh, really well with yeah. the band. We were 27. So we were, like, we were just coming on to our own, I think. We'd, we were just about to release, uh, yeah, we were... Think about that in 2003, well, 2004 for you, like how long we were playing. Like we were playing a ton too. So yes, we like, were playing every weekend and then a lot more on top of that with tours and things. And it was exciting. It was an adventure. Um, we were working on new music. We were recording. It was just like very, it, very full time it was, life. It was constant engagement with life, I feel, at 27. Yeah, and, and so I, I agree. I'm with you there. And... um you know, there's the whole thing about artists that die when they're 27 years old. And that that's the kind of number, you know, that's a, like a legendary number that it's a curse, you know, the, the great, the greatest of the artists die at, at 27 years old, which is probably why we're still alive. Um, <laughs> mwah, 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 yeah. mwah. No, but it was, you know, I'm thinking about it and, and, you know, a lot of these artists were cut down in their prime, in their, in their prime of engagement. And, you know, and I always think about uh, when I was a kid and I thought about becoming a vampire. Now, I didn't think about it seriously like some people think about becoming a vampire, like be, you become a fireman or something like that. <clears throat> but I just figured if I would ever get bitten by a vampire, I wouldn't want to be bitten when I'm 28 years old, like on my 28th birthday. Oh, because you want to, that's a good age because you're like physically fit, you're, you're mentally, you're fairly stable, you've, you're educated enough to like understand the ways of life. Yeah, you're old. The ways of the world. You're old enough. And, and so I always thought 28 uh, would be a really great age to become immortal. And so, I mean, 27 is the age that these people, these artists became immortal when they died at that time. And, uh, no, just thinking about 27, that you, you are, you know, in somewhat your peak, you know, physical condition and stuff like that. Absolutely. And, and a lot of people, um, career wise, that's when exciting things are happening because they're still youthful enough 
to have all that energy and that, um, I won't say like naivety, but you know, the oh. world hasn't totally beaten them down yet. They're still <laughs> right. Hope is still hope still exists when you're 27 yeah. years old, and but yet old enough to to have skills developed and um, to be in physically somewhat decent shape and have a little bit of experience under their belt. So no, it, it's it's a it's a great age, and it's it's a great age to die at apparently uh, as well. And and so that's what we're talking about today about people who passed away when they're 27 years old. Yes. And um and and really in entertainment, you know, this kind of curse and this is something like you know if you ever have somebody say to you, well, celebrities always die in threes, or you know, people, you yeah, know, yeah. and um, you'd be like, well, yeah, I mean, because people are old and you know, you know they, we just pick these patterns. Right, and it just depends. On how, I mean, it depends on how you group them. And and so I think that. Um, we've kind of focused on that and, and made those patterns, uh, when we, you know, so we're taking this and, and especially because so many of the people who died were 27 were classic rockers and classic rock has had such an impact on culture, um, almost more than any other style of music has had an imp impact in the general culture ever because it was so, uh, with, you know, the Vietnam war generation and counterculture and the fact that there were 60 million Americans who were born between, you know, 1945 and 1965 to participate in that. There was just so many people they could have an effect on that um, the fact that these people died at a certain age kind of made it kind of made it an urban legend about these artists and the curse of being 27 years old. Magical. Yeah, and well, you know, when you think about it, the kind of the kind of the kind of people who the, the artistic lifestyle. Now, when I think about being 27 years old, we talk about having a lot of energy and stuff like that. We would drive five hours to play a show and then drive five, five hours back in the same night. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, oh. Without even thinking. We're like, yeah, we'll do that. And um, not like somebody said that now. I'm like, no, I'd like to take it. You know, we'd like to take a rest. <laughs> or we'd want to stay over at night. Or, you know, you want to make it a little bit easier. And, and I think that... Uh, that really is, you know, the, the energy. And I think about 27 years old, um, you know, the hard partying lifestyle. Like I can, you know, I, I yeah, could. And, and just the feeling of invincibility. Mm -hmm. You know, you're not afraid of anything because you're in, you're, you're, your body is in such good shape at that age that you're just, you know, if you hurt yourself, it's a, a couple days and you're fine again. That's, it's, you really do feel invincible. <laughs> it's re it really is resilience. Like you can mm -hmm. you can party until dawn, and then sleep for five hours, and then be ready to play again, or be ready to do something. Like you're you're just right. ready to go. And I think that uh, that's how some of these guys were living. Obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so let's get into it. Who maybe we should go through some of the people that um we can think of who. Who died at twenty seven? Died at twenty seven years old. Well, I think we should start with uh, who I think is the um, the big dog, of the bunch, Jim Morrison. Oh, yes. from the Doors. Uh, you know he he was never a guy who was in great shape. Like Jim Morrison was, you know he. Speaking of, he did have those leather pants though. <laughs> yeah, well, no, he looked great. I mean, not that's, just anybody can wear those and sweating them all night. I mean, no, he was he was a sexy guy. Girls loved him. Uh, you know, he was good looking and everything, but I mean, he was a dude that lived definitely an extreme lifestyle. 
And yes, by the time they were getting, you know, 27 years old, like the doors were kind of falling apart. Yeah, they were kind of falling apart. Like it's, um, he'd already, I mean, he'd moved to Paris. Yeah, uh, the doors were done. He was, he was like performing at some nightclub in Paris with some other group, I guess. Um, and I only know this because I was there this summer and I went to the Père Lachaise cemetery and found his grave. And while I was standing there reflecting upon it, um, <laughs> a French As you do. tour. Yes, of course you do. A French tour came through and I eavesdropped on the tour to hear what he was saying, although he was speaking in French, which I can speak enough to get along, but, um, you know, <laughs> I'm sure I so, missed a few things. So you picked up enough. Yeah. And people were asking questions and they were saying, oh, you know. And so he said that, yeah, he was living in Paris and he was performing not with the doors anymore, but with, you know, at some nightclub, he had like a regular standing show or something like that. And, uh, and that was, that was it. I mean, well, I found him. Yeah. I mean, he, he partied, uh, he partied really hard and like you could see that like in the later, I mean, Jim Morrison at 27 did not look like a Jim Morrison at 23 years old. You know, he, uh, photographs, you mean like, yeah, he was not the lizard King that he was just such a, um, mass of sexuality and masculinity and, and things. I mean, he, he kind of, he was like the, like the lizard king, like the lizard king's fatter brother, or something like that. You know, he was, you know, he was like the lizard uncle. That was maybe a way, a way to put it. He was the lizard uncle that had had a little bit too much. You see him on the holiday, um, and cool. and so yeah, so twenty seven years old. I mean, he'd already peaked. You know, and you hate to say that about a life. Like, wow, well, you know, how can you say that? Well, he peaked at you know a few years earlier, and then he was just well, you know, substance. Maybe it- Maybe it wasn't, it wouldn't have been a peak had he continued to live. No, that's true. We'll never know, but I mean. <laughs> he decided, he decided to substance himself to death. Yeah. Uh, at 27 years old. Um, and so he, he died in an apartment bathtub, which always seems to me like a particularly nasty, you know, like a, cause you're oh, naked. You, you never want to be found like yeah. naked in a bathtub. And then that's, that's how they find you. Cause you think with the water, or you're all blue and wrinkly and bloated. Gosh. Ew. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, wouldn't you like to be found in a more uh, dignified state than that? Then, of course. Yes. Right. So, Jim, bathtub. But, um, so that was the other thing that that I picked up from the tour was that um, he he said multiple times that they never, like, the cause of death was never actually like officially determined okay well is that true or was that guy just well i mean his tour of the cemetery more mysterious i mean i think it does add it does add some mystery and dare i say fun <laughs> if you can add fun to death um we do every 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 time here on see you on the other side um but it does add a little mystery to be like well the cause of death was not determined well you can probably safely say that the cause of death wasn't too healthy living like that's what we can we can cross that out right there of course we can all draw conclusions but it's just you know we're scientists and we like to absolutely but there was i mean confirmation of this i mean i think the official one that they finally decided on was a heroin overdose after a night of drinking and um and so because uh yeah i mean so you're drinking, you're partying hard, you're up, and then you decide to take some heroin, which 
we'll be talking about a, lump, a bunch of heroin here in this episode because heroin is 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 like the uh it's the 27 drug it is the 27 drug and it is the uh connecting theme you know that that uh heroin really uh that's the one that gets them and well it is a cruel mistress yes it, right heroin is right it's it's it's, a, it's the one person it's the game you don't want to play because you're gonna lose man hugs not drugs and uh he left everything to his girlfriend who died at 27 as well. So wow. she wasn't a particularly uh, healthy individual either. Um, but Jim Morrison, I mean, 27 years old, I mean, he's kicking off the, he's kicking off the club uh, right. for classic rockers. And that moves on to the next, you know, most famous person dying at 27. Uh, Jimi Hendrix. Oh, Jimmy. Yeah. Why, Jimmy? Why? Right. Such a massive talent. I mean, the guy could play oh guitar. He reinvented the guitar. He always wins every, um, at least when I was growing up and read guitar magazines, it would always be Jimi Hendrix was the one who changed how guitar players look at yeah, the instrument. Absolutely. You know, when it came to showmanship, um, when it came to uh, effects, and, and, you know, you listen to a guitar solo from 1964 to one of Jimi Hendrix guitar solos just a, a few years later. And the way he used the electric guitar was just completely, it was innovative. completely different. Yeah, it was completely different. I mean, he went less into, um, you know, a lot of guitar solos were very, I mean, I mean, a lot of them were based on blues, obviously, but they were based, it was, it was a lot more traditional sound, a lot more countrified sound. Listen to Elvis and some of the guitar solos and, and Scotty Moore in, in the rockabilly. And, um, it just has that kind of, you know, you can tell the sound. Or think about the guitar solo in um, uh, Bill Haley and the Comets when, you know, uh, Rock Around the Clock and, and, and uh, any of his songs. The guitars just have a certain kind of countrified, bluesish sound. And Jimi Hendrix turned that into something space age. You know, he brought, I mean, he added the tang. He's special. To the guitar. And he also um, was, a, was a boozer and an abuser. Yeah. Like, yeah, Jimmy um, was the guy. These guys partied hard, and Jimmy had a horrible reputation with alcohol. Yeah, this makes me, like, wonder. When they, you know, it, it goes down on record, like, he had a bad reputation with alcohol. How do you think that compares to, like, the way that we and our friends party? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think the difference is, is that with a lot of these stars and stuff like that, they had a, a coterie of yes-men. Surround, yes men and yes women surrounding them you know these guys weren't treated as your average like your buddy or anything like yeah, that they, right. they were treated like they were gods they Royalty. were like, like deities yep. um they could do no wrong they could and and especially when you know you you could move the needle you know a guy like Jimi hendrix uh had a lot of power in what he said because the rock stars had such uh had such influence on the culture. I mean, they. Why do you think everybody was so? You know, everybody gets so up in arms today, and parents get worried about things because they they're looking at examples from the 1960s and 70s where these guys had such an incredible influence on the culture and such hero worship. As um, you know, we all the people who worshipped them knew less about them than they know about the people today. I mean, we hear about everything that a star does today. You know, every time they're in a fight at a at a club, every time they do something stupid. Sure. Um, Every single thing they say gets, you know, tweeted on social media and they make mistakes and say dumb things. And these guys 
had controlled messages. Um, so Jimi Hendrix could totally do that. And 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 drinking and drugs. Uh, so they probably they probably had like the inciv- invincibility of a twenty seven year old, but multiplied because of everybody constantly telling them how incredible and amazing and and talented and everything. I mean, they lived in a bubble. And you think when you know you compare that to like if our friends or we decide to have a night out and go crazy, if somebody acts like a jackass, <laughs> they we, get called out. You'd be like, "Stop being such a jackass!" And the next day, you know, I'll get something like, "Mike, you shouldn't have said that last night. You were a real jerk." Um, that reminds me, I got to uh, Mike. We got to talk. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Last weekend, <laughs> yeah, I probably was a jackass. Um, but the thing is, I would get called out on that. Jimi Hendrix does not get called out on yeah, that because fair enough. he's a god. And he died after staying up all night, and um, he didn't inject heroin in his eye or anything like that. Or like people said, like, oh yeah, he died after he injected heroin in his eye. No, um, he just choked on his own vomit in a London apartment. Oh my goodness! Yeah, so he went in a bad way. Speaking of dignified, <laughs> right? That's a particularly nasty way to be found. And it's just sad because you know you read his his biography or whatever, and everything's so impressive and then it has to end with that punctuation of like the the, the nasty visual the undignified like oh man yeah he i mean these guys lived it's just sad hedonistic hard uh the artist lifestyle when we talk about you know when we talk about we expect artists to act a certain way it's because these guys did this in the 1960s and 1970s it's because these guys lived this success oh yeah they set the bar Right, that's a, that's a good way to put it. At, every time I order an extra shot, I'm just gonna be like, "Well, Jimmy set the bar very high," <laughs> and I'm just trying to ch- I'm just trying to I'm chase up to- <laughs> just trying to chase him. But all the bad behavior, you know, all the stuff that we come to expect from musicians, um, comes from these counterculture artists in the 1960s, and, and Jimmy just letting it go, and and Jimmy. The next one up on the Boulevard of Broken, Broken Dreams, 27 years old, uh, the next stop is Janis Joplin. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Um, she. That's crazy. Nobody dies at home. They all die in some you know weird Motel. place. She it's di- probably some Motel 6. <laughs> we'll, oh, wait, wait. They didn't tour like us. We'll leave the heroin on for you. Um, no, but uh, yeah, right. She probably had a nice hotel room. She died at a hotel room in Hollywood. So, not, so you know it was expensive, right? You know she wasn't just she wasn't just going to the nearest place. Like the she looks at the exit that's like three miles from the nearest city to make sure it's like well that one is thirty four ninety five and it's forty four ninety five at the next exit. Oh wait, but it's five dollars more if you have more than two people. <laughs> right, so two people oh, go. Man. The third person you keep your head down will sneak you in. Um, come on, we've all done that, <sighs> and. Yeah, and she, uh, the official cause of death was an overdose of heroin, possibly compounded by alcohol. They don't have proof of the alcohol, but no, she, she once again was on the thread of heroin users. And Janis Joplin, um, you know, her biggest hit, Me and Bobby McGee, you know, and she's also the one that, if you ever hear the song like, Lord, won't you buy me a Mercedes Benz? That was another one. And, uh, no, and she was just, she was a hard, living hard loving woman and this is a quote because you and you can see that uh maybe that janice um was preparing herself for an early grave Aww. by saying maybe i won't last as long as other singers 
but I think you can destroy your now worrying about tomorrow. Oh, that's some good wisdom there, actually. It, it is, until you're on the floor of apartment Hollywood. Right. But the whole focus on the moment, you know. That's true. Yeah, live in the now. Live in the now. I mean, that's Stop an... Stop worrying about the past or the future. Like, focus on what you're doing right now. There's wisdom there. There is... Mean, just, just <laughs> crop the sentence. Crop out the maybe I won't last as long as other singers. And you've got yourself, like, every motivational speaker and that, every, like, new age. <laughs> that's right. Maybe I won't last as long as other singers. I think you can Not destroy true. your now. Worrying about tomorrow. Sounds good, Wendy. Uh, I'll get the spoon. You get the needle. And let's go. All right, this, um, we're gonna we're gonna red, fall asleep. Red pill or blue pill, Mike? I'll, how about both? Um, we'll take them just <laughs> like Janice. Give me all. We'll of them. take all of them. Okay. Right. Oh, yeah, Janice. Janice lost her. Wow, Brian Jones, founding member of the Rolling Stones. He's found. He joined the Twenty Seven Club at Twenty Seven. And then he found dead in his pool. Oof. Yeah. So there's obviously he's be bloated, Wait. gross. So he just like. Did he dive in the shallow end or what? Yeah, that that was a thing. He died, right? He dived in the, like the three feet, he, you know, instead of the six feet, and uh, that was it for him. The mother's warning was always right. Um, no, he his was labeled death by misadventure. So he very what? Yeah, I mean that's the official death by misadventure. So he was screwing around in the pool and killed himself. And like um, got suctioned to the the pool drain or something or. Hold on, I think we can find. Let me find just, a little bit more. If you want to get into detail about these deaths, I completely no, I understand, Wendy. Labeled death by misadventure. That that makes me imagine him like going down a giant slide, like with an inner tube, and like whacking his head on the diving board or something. You know. Well, I mean, there was. Uh, of course, this is all conspiracy theory, but right. People did say. That uh, oh. he might have been murdered. <gasps> oh, that would be horrible. Yeah, and so every once in a while they'll they'll say that um, he was murdered. Now, uh, in 1993, it was reported that he was murdered by a guy named Frank Thurgood. Yep, who's obviously George Thurgood's Clearly. like brother. Jo- George Thurgood's brother, Frank Thurgood, <laughs> mur- murdered Brian Jones. <laughs> Here, this is the oh, first oh, time oh, you oh. the first time you learn it now. Um, and then he went off and he wrote bad to the bone for his brother and this, the rest is history. Okay, okay. No, but I mean, he's been dead obviously since 1969. And so in 1993, uh, this guy named Frank Thurgood, who was doing some construction work in the property, the last person to see Brian Jones alive, um, the Rolling Stones taxi driver, uh, it was alleged that he had confessed the murder because, because of course, who wouldn't, you know, you always confess your murders to, a, to the driver. Um, but then the driver denied it, and they made a movie out of it called Stoned in 2005. Oh, my gosh. And investigative journalists have looked into it, and people said that, you know, it was a fight, and Frank Thurgood killed him in the fight, and then just they covered up the cause of death, and they threw him in the pool. Um, but so the official police said that this has been thoroughly reviewed by Sussex County's Crime Policy and Review Branch, and there's no new evidence to suggest the coroner's original verdict of death by misadventure was incorrect. As such, the case will not be reopened, and Sussex police ignored that next uh, few claims. 
that you know people had said that he had died so i mean just like anything it was just they was like why did a guy who was 27 years old how could he die the prime of his life and of course he, yeah. he partied and and went you know he was one of the rolling stones i mean yeah so in the 60s in the uk right it was who you like better the beatles or the rolling stones you know that that's the that was everybody liked one or the other and uh, they were the most, you know, the most famous people in the country at the time. More, more loved than the Queen. Um, more fun too. Yeah, and and you know, Jim Morrison published a poem about him after he died. Huh. Jimi Hendrix dedicated a song to him. Really? Yeah. So the other members of the club, Connection. they're like making odes to each other. Yeah. The, the other members of the club made a little, you know, had had, had a little tribute to Brian Jones, and in just a couple of years they would join him. Yeah, and think about like all those people in the in the in the world beyond partying, like, right? Rocking out, yeah. They're, no, those guys are going crazy. That's I'd, great. I'd hate I'd hate to see Heaven's Bar Tab. I'd hate to miss that party, right? Um, <laughs> although I'm afraid I already have. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, I think I missed that party by about ten years. Um, uh, I mean, next right. up, next up, come. Okay. Yes, no, I'm I'm happy to be alive. Happy to. Happy to be here and be talking about it instead of, you know, being dead. Yeah. And next up is somebody from our generation, oh, Wendy. This one makes me so sad. And this is, the, you know, this is the one that, uh, you know, probably affected people our age the most. And who's that? Yes. That would be Mr. Kurt Cobain, of course. Yeah. And, and his, he's another guy. Died at 27 years old at the peak of his career. You know, they had. That was shocking. Shocking when that happened. Well, I remember the, the leading up to it. And, and, you know, Kurt Cobain was always, um, I mean, he, he never was comfortable with being famous. And I never, I never felt too bad for him for that because I was like, yeah, you know, most famous people. people fa- everybody wants to be famous. Well, <laughs> right. many people and want to be famous. Everybody who does the things that we do want to be famous. <laughs> and more people even beyond that. Yes. And, and he, I mean, he was a guy that, that didn't like it, couldn't handle it, didn't want it. And, um, you know, people worship, I would say people worshiped him. I definitely, yeah. I mean, think about people who worshiped him. Right. Didn't we? I mean, there were guys that, you know, when I think about 1995 in college, guys wearing the the flannel and stuff like that on a dorm floor, that would be like, did you, you know, they, they could talk about like the niceties of every, you know, Nirvana song and and they could talk about the production and, and they would, um, write songs like nirvana and just you know just flannel itself you know was it was a a tribute to the man but he's he's unique to this club because he's the first one in our discussion that was well presumed suicide right yes oh yeah the other ones were either unknown or overdose or but but for his um i mean although some people will still dispute this and i don't know i wasn't there so right um but the the prevailing belief is that he he committed suicide. So well, now now first of all, I know I remember when the radio reports and this is before the internet and before the tweets would come in. Like now, so the first thing I do when I see a report of somebody dying, um, you know, I think of the celebrities that have died in the past, or when Heath Ledger died, or uh, you know, if something gets reported. You know, you might see a tweet about it, and then you're like, wow, that, okay, that's just a tweet about it. Now let's go to Google and see if this person right, actually died. There's so many stupid, like, 
Right, they try the death hoaxes, hoaxes. thing all the time. <laughs> and uh, Kurt Cobain, like this was something, I remember when it came through on the radio that he had uh, tried to kill himself in Rome by taking 50 sleeping pills. Oh my gosh. And so this was a couple months before the actual suicide. And um, I remember people were saying, yeah, do you hear about Kurt Cobain? I'm like, I don't know if I believe it. And then it was on MTV News. And so you had to, you know, like, Kurt Loder wouldn't, that, that, wouldn't that lie to you. That confirmed it was real. Yeah. And uh, he was all, I mean, he was a hair. I mean, he was a guy that also dealt with heroin. That was big at the time. I mean, I guess heroin's big in all these guys' lives when they die yeah. at 27. And he still got that, um, that through line, that through line of heroin. And he had taken heroin to deal with chronic stomach pain he had. He also probably just liked to get high. Um, and, and hero worship, I think we think of these people. Uh, we're like, well, you know, he had to deal with stomach pain. Well, a lot of people have stomach pain. And they don't, yeah. you know, they don't mainline some H. Just be- take some Tums or maybe some Pepto-Bismol. And I'm not trying to, you know, like, <laughs> that's very dismissive. I mean, no, you know what? I've never tried it. Maybe it actually works. Like, that- maybe the pop-pop fizz fizz. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, that, that doesn't work worth nothing. I need some black tar heroin. Uh, but, um, but really, though, I mean, pain, I, dealing with extreme pain and stuff like that, I I mean, having not, uh, fortunately, having not had to deal with it myself, I don't know. Like, maybe you do reach a point where you're just desperate and you're like, nothing's working. Uh, this is the only thing that makes me feel good. I'm sure. Why not? And you don't have to deal with doctors or anything like that. You have yeah. to deal with dealers and all they care and about readily, is getting paid. It's probably readily available for a guy like that. Sure. And, uh, I mean, Lane Staley was a heroin addict, eventually died of it a few years later. Mm. Uh, another Seattle grunge dude. Yeah. That was sad. And, uh, yeah. Kirk he was a lot ba- older though. Yeah. A few years older. He, he, he made it past 27, but, um, I mean, heroin was just a drug of choice for a lot of our favorite grunge stars. Yeah. And Kurt Cobain took it, um, you know, was dealing with drug issues, was dealing with stomach pain, was dealing with issues with fame, and um, killed himself with a shotgun. Very sad. And they still have, I mean, there's a, um, there's a movie called Kurt and Courtney uh, by an English filmmaker named Nick Broom, and then he goes into the entire, you know, was it a, was it a conspiracy? Was it Courtney Love who engineered his death kind of thing? It would all be re- really interesting to know, but I, I have to say, if it wasn't her, I mean, how horrible of a thing to be tagged with for your whole life. Right, murdering your husband and the father of your child that you killed. And kill, like kill people, a guy who many people just adore. I mean, mm-hmm. so. He was people's right, favorite singer of all time. He was our generation's John Lennon. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't know I wouldn't what her involvement was, but yeah, if, she, if she had no involvement in that, I... I feel really, really sorry for her. For <laughs> right, she's had to take a lot of heat over it over the years for you know people saying that she she murdered her husband. Yeah. Um, obviously, there's no proof of that. They said that she hired a, a guy by the name of Il Duce, and they have in the movie they have interviews with him and stuff like that. And he was talking about how Courtney approached him. And um, anyway, there's no proof. Right now, we know that Kurt Cobain's dead at 27 years old. Joined the club with Brian Jones, Janis Joplin, Jimi Hendrix. Jim Morrison. And so that's, all, that's, oh, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, and I was just going to move on to the, the 27, the 27 club for the millennial generation. Okay. Yeah. Because I was going to say, there's a lot of dudes right now. Janice is the only female in the club. Well, let's talk about Amy Winehouse. Oh, thank goodness. Yes. Right. How could we forget her? And I loved Amy Winehouse, but she wasn't known. I mean, she was known for being wasted all the time. Her big song was Rehab. They tried to make me go to rehab, mm-hmm. and I said, what? Yeah. I mean, talk about like living up to the 
the the expectations. Right. The, I mean, we knew she partied hard. She had to cancel a tour in 2007 for just being wasted, drunk on stage. But you know, the thing is, you never know, like what the press is making up or what people are doing mm. for publicity stunts. And since she did have a song called Rehab, I mean, it's not that far off to think like, oh, hey, well, maybe this is all part of a stunt to get more attention from the press, you know? So, ooh, I canceled my tour because of my problems, you know? You just, like, I don't believe anything anymore. I, I feel like Hollywood and, and the media has, has made nothing actually believable. Well, Thankfully, with blogs and Twitter, we can, we have a little bit more, you know... You know, I watched I watched Wag the Dog again this weekend. Oh my gosh! It was on <laughs> it was on HBO. And I watched Wag the Dog, and if you guys haven't seen it, Wag the Dog is a movie about how um, the president of the United States in the movie does something sexually illicit with like a cheerleader, like a you know a teenage cheerleader, and so they make up an entire war with Armenia to. Uh, to distract the country in the days before the election to distract them from the fact that uh, the scandal he, yeah the scandal and and so that was the whole thing of, of covering it up and, and the term wag the dog and so because they say like well the dog usually wags its tail but if the dog the, right. if the tail was smarter the tail could wag the dog and that was the whole idea so yes Amy Winehouse is the kind of person where you know they could use the whole thing as an excuse and people would just love her more she was in the tabloids all the time yeah kind of like the Miley Cyrus thing now you know mm-hmm Right. Oh, yeah. Like Miley Cyrus does something that's like, oh, and she parties too hard and misses a show or something. People would be like, oh, that's... She smoked some dope. Yep. That's just Miley, you know, like, you know, and uh, Amy Winehouse was, well, she had a reputation for partying. She Um, apparently did let her rip. Yeah. (laughs) Well, if you see her last concert, and I remember when it was on the blogs, when the YouTube videos showed up for a concert in Belgrade. And it was just a mess. Like, she's falling over the stage. She can't remember the words. She doesn't know where she is. Drugs are bad. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah. And uh, sad. within a month, she was dead of alcohol poisoning. At 27. 27 years old. So, I mean, that's a bunch of very famous people who died a very early yeah. um, in the prime. You know, Amy Winehouse was just broke in the United States. She was going to do the song for the James Bond movie. Um, yeah, she was doing... She was at the pinnacle. And right, and then fell. Very sad. Uh, so let's just go through a couple of quick um, other people that died at 27 years old. I'm going to talk about one last thing. Okay. Um, so just a couple of quick people that uh, died. Ronald McKernan from The Grateful Dead, another musician who died at 27 years old. Um, Robert Johnson. We talk about him and the dealing, uh, you know, making right. a deal with the devil. And Robert Johnson also died mysteriously at 27 years old. Pete Han from Bad Finger. Uh, Kristen Pfaff was the bass player from Hole. So another Mrs. Pfaff. <laughs> Mrs. Pfaff, that's right. Um, but no, another uh, another uh, you know grunge refugee who you know didn't make it with the H. Um, Jonathan Brandis. Now, Wendy, I don't know if you had a crush on Jonathan Brandis like every girl I knew who when he was on Sequest DSV. I have DSB. no idea who that is, so I'm oh. gonna have to go with no. Okay, Sorry. he was he was a child actor. And he was on the cover of Tiger Beat. <laughs> oh, nice. And there was Tiger Beat and there was, um, what were some of the other ones? The celebrity. Oh, man. Um, Teen Bop. Teen Bop. Bop or something. Yeah, like no, Bop Teen Bop. Magazine. And yeah, I have to ask my sister. She would know. Would she be into it? I bet she would. Ha- I mean, she I, had I, all those I, new kids on the block posters in her room. Oh, man. Then she obviously, you'd be like, what do you think about Jonathan Brandis? And she'd be like, I loved him. I loved <laughs> him. <laughs> was he in any other TV shows? <laughs> Uh, Sequest was the big one. 
He was also in a movie with Chuck Norris. Um, but I think once he just got a little older, things just dried up, you know, and then uh, you get that taste of fame and the taste of Teen Bop, the cover of Teen Bop magazine and being on people's walls and stuff like that. And it's, it's over. Got depressed and, and died. Um, the artist, uh, Jean-Michel Basquiat, died. He was one of, uh, you know, like Andy Warhol kind of contemporaries, art, same kind of counterculture, late 60s, early 70s, and that, you know, um, that whole whole deal. And then Jeremy Michael Ward from the Mars Volta, uh, heroin overdose when he was 27 years old. Age so that, again. So, right. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. There's, there's, this through, there's, there's this through line, and it's the needle, man. When needle, if we didn't have heroin, how many of these people would still be here? I think... I think we didn't have injectable heroin. Most oh, of these yeah. people would still be alive um, because I was uh, listening to a, um, and actually a British guy who was talking about how it's, it's the fact that it's when you inject it is when you can really overdose. You can't smoke yourself to death um, because you just pass out. You know, it's only, you know, your mouth just closes yeah, after a while right. and then you right. breathe. Your you, body just, it, it, it gives it your body enough time to like, acknowledge something is happening that it should not <laughs> yeah you breathe oxygen instead of drugs for a little while and you're okay but the uh, but when it's when it's direct right into your system well it's in there there's nothing you can do but we're, we're, how are you gonna go and get the heroin out you can't just go in and be like oh i'm just gonna barf this heroin out no yeah. you're dead um so injectable <laughs> heroin i think without without that most of these people would still be alive so we'd have that's a, depressing we'd have a fat old kurt cobain right now who'd probably be you know have some very public divorce from Courtney Love. Um, Jimi Hendrix, I don't know, maybe we'd have the biggest fro of all time by now. But he, uh, who knows? He could by now he could have invented some other awesome technique on the guitar that nobody has come up with yet. You know, that would like be nice. Innovators. Mm-hmm. You no, never he, know. And he absolutely was. So there was an Australian study that talked about like about this curse of 27 years old, and is there anything to it? And so they did a study that compared the mortality of famous musicians with that of the general United Kingdom population. And so they took 1,046 musicians who had a number one album in the UK charts between 1956 and 2007. And they found no peak in the risk of death at the age of 27. However, musicians in their 20s and 30s were two to three times more likely to die prematurely than the general population. Jeez. And, and that uh, probably goes back to the the partying and the absolutely well, and also, um, the the biggest cluster of twenty seven deaths was the nineteen seventies and early nineteen eighties, and there has been changes in how you treat heroin overdoses since then. There's been new ways of treating these people, so not as many people die of heroin overdoses today as they did forty years ago. Yeah, that's true. And so it just so that the science has spoken, um, musicians are more apt to die sooner because they do crazy stuff. Um, but 27 is not some magical age. It just, uh, it's just a bad age to do heroin, which is, I'm glad I started it when I was 35. That's the, that's the moral of the story, friends. If you're 27... Don't, don't do age. Do, don't do age. Don't do age. And don't have a, you know, don't go swimming in the middle of the night when you're all wasted, I think is the other. I think that's good for anybody, no matter what age you are. Fair enough, yeah. And especially not along the Mississippi River. But that's for a different that's for a different episode. Alrighty. Very well. Well, why don't we play a little song for everybody about the twenty seven club?
The song you're about to hear is a See You on the Other Side exclusive. Check out this episode's show notes at othersidepodcast.com slash seven for the lyrics and a downloadable mp3. Now for the song called Members Only. for listening to today's episode. You can find us online at othersidepodcast.com. Until next time, see you on the other side.